If you were not with us last Wednesday night, I would encourage you to go online and to watch that message. Praise the Lord. Y'all must have been watching online. I know. Yeah. Like I said uh, last week, you know, we're, we're trying not to be moved by how many people are not in the sanctuary. We're preaching to the multitudes that are watching online. And we're declaring that, that multitudes uh, are watching online. But the Spirit of the Lord really did drop this series into um, my spirit And so, like I said, if you haven't watched last Wednesday night, this one's going to kind of build on that. So please take the time. It's online. You can get on our website, of course, all of our different platforms. It would be well worth your time. So the title of this series is Processing the Plan of God. And we're adding Processing the Plan of God through prayer. If we continue on in this series, uh, in the weeks to come, we will be talking about praying more in the Holy Spirit. How many of you are thankful for the helper yeah. that we have? But really, this title came, you know, it was quickened in my heart, but I'm borrowing it, <laughs> and I, I'm sure he won't care, from a good friend of ours, Pastor Mark Brzeem and his lovely wife, Janet, our dear friends of ours and of the ministry here. But years ago, he wrote a book entitled Processing the Plan Through Prayer. And I've just been rereading that book. I'll be sharing some some of his quotes from that book tonight. If you don't have that that particular book, and I encourage you to get it. You can get it on their website. You can uh, probably get it even in iBooks. That's where I've been reading it from. Anyway, so we're going to do, by way of review, just a little bit of review before we get into what the Lord put on my heart tonight. And one way that we want to start out is, you know, we're calling it processing the plan of God. So I want to give you the definitions once again of process. A series of actions or operations producing an end result. A series of actions or operations producing an end result. And I gave the illustration because when I saw the word process, I immediately thought about my hair. And every few weeks, I go in and I get these colors in my hair. No, it doesn't naturally grow in like this. And it is a process to get the reds and the blondes and the colors that I want in my hair. And it's not instant. My hairdresser, her name is Jill, precious, wonderful friend. And uh, she, you know, she puts all these foils in my hair and then she sets a timer. And she'll come and she'll take one foil out and she'll go, nope. Not done processing. And I never want her to say, you know what? I, I, I'm really hungry. I need to go to lunch or I got to do this or I got to do that. The timer hasn't gone off and it's kind of a greenish color, but let's just try that this time. Let's just, let's stop in the middle of the process. No, that wouldn't make me happy. I want the desired end result. And so you have to stick with the process. And it's the same when it comes to praying out certain things. There are certain kind of prayers. There are certain things that we pray over that we have to invest time in. We talked a lot last week about the prayer of 
consecration and the prayer of dedication. That's not a one-time prayer. We ought to, on a regular basis, just bow before our wonderful, loving, heavenly Father and say, Lord, I'm yours to command. Lord, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll say what you want me to say. I'll be what you want me to be. I'll do what you want me to do. That's the kind of prayer that we can pray. You know, not it's not like uh, out of fear or anything, but it's out of love and willingness. And we can pray that prayer, obviously, more than once. So there are certain things in prayer that are a process that are going to take some time for us to pray through. And we won't go into all of that, but praying through is is not instant. Praying through is waiting until we have the note of victory. Amen. And at the end of the service last Wednesday night, Pastor Mark, I'll just give you a little snippet of it, but he had a word from the Lord, and I love this. He said, don't despise the process. Don't despise the process. Don't try to rush the process. And then by the Spirit of God said, no more striving and pushing Allow me to take you through day by day, step by step, rest in the midst of the process. And I thought that was good. We're not going to rush the process. Amen. And we're not going to despise the process. So one of our keynote scriptures that we'll start with that we left off with last week is Proverbs 19.21 in the Amplified. Many plans are in a man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. Many plans are in a man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. Amen. Amen. And you know, we didn't go into it, and we won't go into this a lot, but the Bible tells us that we're not to lean to our own understanding. When we're in the midst of making a big decision, it's course we need to get counsel. We need to gather the facts. We need to go through the process. But before we make any kind of big decision, we don't want to be trying to figure it out up here and making our own plans. Lord, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to go there. I want to marry this person or whatever, you know, and this is my plan. Now, Lord, bless it. No, this scripture is letting us know that when we go to him up front, he gives us the plan. And when we have his plan to begin with, it will stand. It will stand the test of time. And of course, tests will come. The enemy's not going to just, you know, you get God's plan. You get his word on something. The devil's not just going to roll over and let it all just come to you real easily. It doesn't mean that there won't be attacks. But when it's God's purpose, it will stand. And it will stand the test of time. Amen. Praise God. So we thank God that His will and His plan for our lives will come to pass when we commit ourselves to Him and to doing His will 
and pleasing him. So I have some other great scriptures on the Lord's purpose standing. I think you'll like these. Isaiah 46 verse 10. This one's out of the NIV. I make known the end from the beginning. From ancient times what is still to come. I say my purpose will stand. There it is again. And I will do all that I please. Don't you like that? The Lord says, I've made the known from the end, from the beginning. And what is still to come? You know what that says to me? He knows. He knows the day you were born. He knows, you know, it's not like you, you can't have any control over it, but he knows when your end is going to be. But he also knows everything in between. Nothing's going to take him by surprise. And I love that. My purpose will stand. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord. It's going to go God's way. It's going to go God's way in our life when we are submitted to Him. It's going to go God's way in our nation because we as a people of God are humbling ourselves. We're calling upon Him. We're asking Him to heal our land and that His purpose for our nation shall stand. This nation, the United States of America, was raised up on purpose for a purpose. And that purpose was to be used for the glory of God. That purpose was for our nation to be the number one nation in the world, and it still is, that sends the gospel around the world. And the number one nation where people are free to worship, hallelujah, where Jesus is Lord. God raised up our nation on purpose for a purpose. And I'm declaring it, and you join with me, that His purpose shall stand for this great land. And yes, I said it, this great land. People are dissing our nation left and right, but a lot of those people have never even been outside the borders of this nation. You take them and drop them over into a third world country for just a few days and they're going to change their opinion. Oh, I guess America isn't that bad after all. No, God's purpose for our nation is going to stand. Amen. God's purpose for our lives is going to stand. I think we have one over in the corner saying, yeah, do that. Take them over there and leave them. But no, we're, we're going to stay in the love of God, okay? <laughs> now, this is another one about God fulfilling his purpose. This is Psalms 138, verse 8. And I don't know if we have the English standard version. If we don't, just listen to this. The Lord will fulfill his purpose. You getting it? His purpose is going to stand. He's going to fulfill his purpose. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. 
Do not forsake the work of your hands. You and I are the work of his hands. He's not going to forsake us. And then that same passage, Psalms 138.8, out of the Passion. I know we have this translation. You keep every, everybody say every, every promise you've ever made to me. You guys read the rest of that. It's on the screen. Start in the beginning. You keep every say it one more time together. I want to say it with you. I had to get a drink of water. Okay, one, two, three. Let's say it together. You keep every promise you've ever made to me since your love for me is constant and endless. I ask you, Lord, to finish every good thing that you've begun in me. Woo! Can I get a shout on that? Hallelujah! <laughs> I love that. Isn't that good? God is not just a starter. He is a finisher. Just think about this. Have you ever started a project that you didn't finish? Don't raise your hand. Oh, (laughs) how about a room that's half finished, half painted, half finished? What in the world? It's not a word. Anyway, a room that's half painted or a garage that's sort of cleaned out or a closet that has one side that's in order and the other not so much. But God isn't like that. He finishes what he started. Hallelujah. Woo! He's able to carry out His will and good pleasure in our lives. Very familiar scripture, one of my favorite. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. I quoted this over and over as a teenager. Because there was something, and there was someone on the inside of me that I knew that I wasn't going to stay in Pawnee County. But I didn't know how God was going to get me around the world. But there was something on the inside of me that he put in there that I knew by the grace of God and through the calling of God that I was going to preach to the nations. Pastor and I the other day were counting up how many different nations we've been in. What was it, 10? Ten nations that we've had the privilege of preaching in and sharing the good news with those precious people. But I used to read this scripture over and over. And I used to say it to the Lord and like this. Lord, I am confident. Philippians 1, 6. Dear Jesus, I am confident of this very thing. 
that you who have begun a good work in me, you're going to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. You have begun it in me, Lord. You put this vision on the inside of me. You gave me this desire. You placed this calling in my heart. I didn't call myself. You called me, oh Father. And I know you that have begun it in me. You are faithful. And I am fully persuaded. And I am confident that what you begun in me, you are able to carry it out. Hallelujah. And perform it on my behalf. Our Father, our Lord Jesus are not just starters. They are finishers. God did not say, well, I'm going to give you Jesus and you're going to be able to receive salvation and you won't have to go to hell. You can go to heaven, but that's all I'm going to do. You're going to have to figure out life on your own, but just be glad you someday when you die you'll be able to go to heaven if that was the only thing about christianity that would be good but our god didn't end to just doing a little dab he's not into just making sure that we have our fire insurance and we escape hell no he said what i've begun i'm going to complete He put the grace of God on the inside of us. He's given us the help of the Holy Ghost who is constantly at work in us. He's given us His name. He's given us His blood, the power in the blood. We overcome the devil by the word of our testimony, by the blood of the Lamb. He has given us His Word, the Word in which we just read, there has not failed one promise. Woo! He didn't just begin something. He gave us all the equipment that we need to finish it. To finish the work that He has begun in us. The new birth is not the end. It's just the beginning. Woo! To walking out His plan, His purpose for our lives. And it is good. Hallelujah. He's begun it. And He's going to finish it. And we're going to cooperate with Him. Amen? God's looking for people that will believe Him, that will seek Him, that will declare and pray and say what He wants to do in the earth. And He's given us this helper called the Holy Spirit. And this wonderful helper will help us to stay ahead of ourselves in prayer. How exactly do we do that? Well, I reference this scripture a lot, but I'm going to read it again. Jeremiah 33.3 in the New King James. I'm sure you all can quote it. Call to me and I will answer. And I will show 
show. He wants to show us some things. I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. When we don't know what to do or where to go, call unto him. And he said, call on me and I will answer. And I'm not just going to give you, you know, a little bit of an answer. He's going to give us an answer and then he's going to show us great and mighty things that we don't know. There's so many facets of God that we don't know about yet. Woo! There's so many wonderful things that he has in store for us that we haven't tapped into yet. Over in the book of Corinthians, I think it might be the 10th chapter. I don't want to get that wrong. It says, I hath not seen, ear hath not heard the things that he has in store for those that love him. A lot of people stop right there. But the next verse says, but he hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. That's him showing us great and mighty things. Now this verse in Jeremiah out of the Amplified, it says it like this. Call to me and I will answer you. I'll show you great and mighty things fenced in and hidden, which you do not know. Do not distinguish and recognize, have knowledge of or understand. Is there anything hidden from us? Well, there is. There's things about the future that we don't know yet. But God said he will show them unto us. There's insight into the future, into his plan, and into why things may not be working out in our lives as they should. That will he will reveal to us when we call unto him. And then some people say, but you know, we don't, if we don't know the, don't know about the future, how in the world are we going to pray? Well, according to the Bible, one of the best ways to pray out the future is by praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit will make us sensitive to the will and the plan of God. Now I got this little quote out of, uh, Pastor Mark Brzee's book, and I love that. Love it. Listen to this. It's almost like God is holding things in a bank vault until we get to the place where we need them. Then through prayer, those hidden things are turned from mysteries to revelation. They're not hidden from us but for us. We just read in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, God told us what to do. Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me. And then in the New Testament, he gives us the means to pray out those mysteries. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. Are you guys all still here? All right. This is out of the New King James. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, 
but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. That same passage in the Amplified. For one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to, not to men, but to God. For no one understands or catches his meaning, because in the Holy Spirit he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. The treasures and the wisdom are God are not going to be the obvious thing. You know, people use, uh, they start a lot of sentences like that. Well, obviously, this is what you should do. Well, obviously, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that. If people are trying to tell you what is so obvious that you need to do, that's probably not the thing you need to do. Because the wisdom of God is not obvious to the natural mind. It is here in the spirit. It's not up here. It's in here. And this wisdom is hidden not from us, but for us. When we pray in tongues, we utter secret truths and hidden things. God's not hiding them from us, but for us. He's not trying to hold things back. He's trying to hold things in check. And the main thing he's holding in check is the devil. The devil operates on past knowledge and present circumstances, what he can see. But the devil does not know the future. He can't control the future. He doesn't know what's in it, except for this fact that he is doomed. He knows what his end is going to be. He's going to be cast into that lake of fire. But he doesn't know what your end is going to be. He doesn't know the plans that God has laid out for you. And so he, you know, God gave us this means of tapping into praying in the spirit and praying out mysteries. And they come to us on a need-to-know basis. I like how Pastor Mark Brzee said that. It's like they're stored in a bank vault. But we got the code. We know how to access them. And it's by praying in the Spirit. And they will be revealed to us as we need them. Amen? We're not going to get there by praying it just from our natural thinking. Of course, there's prayers that you need to pray over your family. There's prayers that you pray in your known language. But even when you are praying prayers in your known language, you don't have to pray them from a place of being in the natural. You can pray your prayers from a place called spirit. Uh, the place called spirit, it's not just a way that we pray. We say that all the time here. Praying in tongues is praying in the spirit. But praying in the spirit is more about a place 
than a way that we pray. Being in the Spirit and praying in the Spirit is where we reach this point where we are more aware of God. More aware of His Word. More aware of the things of the Spirit than the pools that are coming against us in the natural. More a place called Spirit where we are more aware of God and His promises than we are the natural circumstances going on around us. And you can pray in that place with your known language or in the Spirit. Thank God for the ability to pray in the Spirit. And if you're having a hard time getting to that place called Spirit, a good way to get there is to pray in tongues and pray in the Spirit and being more aware of Him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, recently, I was watching a virtual prayer meeting with Patsy Caminetti and Lynn Hammond and then a pastor on the East Coast called Joseph Harris. If you want to... Tune into that. I think you can find it on Joseph Harris' uh, Facebook page. But anyway, Patsy shared some really rich things as well as Lynn. But I wanted to just share a little bit about what Patsy shared. She said this, All the details and wisdom for God's perfect plan and purpose are in Him. They aren't in the flesh. They aren't in the natural They are in the Spirit. And I liked how she worded this. You don't get to touch them in the flesh. You must pray them out in the Spirit. It's the natural and the flesh. And as she was sharing this, she said that the Holy Spirit had given her these five W's. Five W's of praying out His purpose. And I thought this was great. The number one, what? First of all, you know, we need to pray out the what. What is the purpose? The who? The when? The where? And then you'll like this one, the wealth, the resources to carry out the purpose. And then I like, the way she said it was like this. For every what, there is a who. For every who, there is a when. For every when, there is a where. For the purpose to come to pass, there is the wealth or the provision. It's all connected. And then she said another way to say it, the Spirit of God has spoken to her, the details for every purpose and every plan that need to be prayed out involve, and I'm going to give you these for y'all. Liking this? I thought it was rich. Number one, the right people. Number two, the perfect place. Number three, the perfect timing. And number four, the provision. So when we're seeking God about His will, the Holy Ghost 
is the one who gives us utterance to cover every one of these areas in prayer. The right people coming into play at the right time. The perfect place for everything to line up and the provision for the vision to be fulfilled. Now, some people will say, well, man, that's a lot of details and a lot of things that need to fall into place. How can that all happen? Well, I'm glad you asked that because it's a simple answer. And the answer is God. God is God. Just think about this. How did Jesus come into this earth born at of a virgin at the right time in the right place to fulfill all the prophecies of the promised Messiah well the answer is still the same God if he could do that for our Messiah coming into the earth at the right time in the right place and the right people being there. Don't you think that he, as you pray things out, can cause the right people to come across your path at the right time and you to be in the right place to intersect divine provision. Woo! Hallelujah! Our God is God. Hey, and he has a way of orchestrating. We're not little puppets down here. But when we yield to him, he will get you where you need to be. He will connect you with the right people. Hallelujah. At the right time. I just see it like this. That, you know, you got all these people in life. And we're all on this course. We're all on this path. But God is so good that he will cause you to be at this intersection in life at the right time. You're here and the person that needs to help you in your plan and your purpose, they're coming. You're coming this way and they've already started coming this way. Woo! And at the perfect time y'all meet at that intersection called the grace of God. Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Woo! And these things, these plans, and these purposes will be fulfilled and come to pass. Hallelujah! I was thinking about this scripture in Psalms 37, verse 23. Again, very familiar. The steps of a good man, they are ordered of the Lord. And he delights in his way. Notice it says steps. There's more than one. But he doesn't show you all the steps at one time. We walk by faith and not by sight. He said, I'm going to order your steps. So take the first step. And when you start taking your step, the people that need to come into your life, they're taking their steps from the other way. Hallelujah. 
Woo! And you might say, well, I don't really know what to do right now. Well, just pray until you know your first move. It might feel like a baby steps, but baby steps are good. Baby steps can get you on the right path at the right time. We all have to take steps to make progress. That is the process. Exactly. I was going to repeat that definition of process. A series of actions producing the desired end result. Taking the baby steps and obeying what he puts in your heart right now. Our lives are compared to a course or a race. This came up today as I was praying, and I wrote it down real quick. I thought, that's good. No one starts a race at the end of the course and goes backwards. Everybody starts a race at the beginning and on the same starting line. And we have a wonderful guide in this race. We have one that is making sure as we are taking these steps and making progress that we're not going to miss it. He's there. That same scripture, Psalms 37, 23, out of the NIV, the Lord makes firm. I love that. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. In the natural It looks like our world is on sinking sand. In the net, stinking too. But in, (laughs) it looks like, you know, rocky sailing ahead. But for us as a believer, we are fixed. We are established. We are settled in Him. I am the established believer. How about you? And the Lord is making my steps firm. Don't you like that? Firm. Hallelujah. I don't have to be concerned. Well, if I put my foot out here and step out on the promises of God, I'm going to sink. There's nothing out there. Well, there is something out there. It's called faith. Take the steps of faith. We don't have to be concerned. Well, you know, I'm going to lose everything and the world's just going tipsy-turvy and all of this stuff is happening around us. That's the key. Around us, but not in us. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All around me might be sinking sand. But I'm standing on the promises of God. And I am firm in my belief that He will never leave me nor forsake me. His grip on me is not going to slip. <laughs> Woo! He is able. He's got a plan. And He's got a purpose for my life. And He is able to make me stand and his purpose for me will stand hallelujah glory to God on that note let's all stand and give him some glory hallelujah 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your plan. Thank you, Lord, for your purposes. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Lord. You will see us through. Hallelujah. Lord, right now we pray about the what. Maybe you've got some things in your heart that you are asking the Lord to do. Oh, my. <laughs> the what. The purpose shall stand. And Lord, we reach out and we pray in the who. The who. The people. <coughs> the people that need to help. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. The who, the when, the where, the wealth, the provision. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. Woo! It shall all come to pass. Woo! And then in my shombre kedidi de broko shete. And alala de boko shonda rebeka sobreta. Let's just pray a little bit in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. See if there's anything else. Oh, Lord, we yield ourselves to the Spirit of God. We yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Etabaki sumata, yetamashon de de dibako soprakete, yela dibako shon de de dibako dre, gredi no shombrata ha ha, ah ha ha, ha de bagujamba, onenimasopakati grishambakata, ah ha ha. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think I said this last week, but it bears repeating. As we pray in the Holy Spirit, we're staying ahead of ourselves in prayer. Praying in the Holy Spirit is like laying rails on a train track. A train can't go anywhere unless the tracks have been laid in front of it. And that's where I believe even the body of Christ is at right now. We need to lay some more train tracks because there's a police sobrata. There's places and there's things that the Spirit of God wants the church to walk in and to step in in this hour. Oh, my, my, my. We have an inimoshontra. Yeah, darkness is out there. Yeah, the devil is doing this and the devil is doing that. But we're not going to glorify that. We're going to focus in on what God is doing and what God desires to do. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, 
Lord, here we are at Camp Heart of the Bay. We, Lord Jesus, are your people. And we yield ourselves unto you. Lord, we will pray as you sombrata. Oh, we'll pray what you want us to pray. We'll say what you want us to say. There are There are things that need to happen here in this local church. Oh, we need to make some progress. Oh, oh, we need to make some progress. Oh, the teams, the volunteers. We need to get some sombra. We need to get some train tracks laid. Oh, Kashandreta. Because there's places we need to go. There's so much more that needs to happen and needs to be done. So we that Tomoshameta, we that do know how to pray, we need to offer our supply. Offer our supply in prayer. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Yielding to the Holy Spirit. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, Sebekikyoto. Nyatarama. Nananana. Mysteries, plans, purposes. Oh, ho, ho. Woo. Ah, ha, ha, No, no, no. No, no, no. We are not going to stay the same. We are not going to go backwards. No. Places to go. Places to go. Things to do. People to be reached. Places to go. Things to do. People to be reached. Oh, Lord. The vision, the vision, the vision shall be fulfilled. It shall all come to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. God is able. God is able. God is able. God is willing. God is able to make his purpose stand. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Oh, we can stop the strategies of the devil, but he cannot stop us. Woo-hoo-hoo. Hallelujah. The Lord told Dr. Billy Brim when she started Prayer Mountain there in the Ozarks, he said, the main purpose I'm having you do this is to pray in the plans of God and stop the strategies of the devil. So that's what we do. <laughs> Praying in the plans of God. Woo! Hallelujah. And reminding you, devil, we have authority over you and we stop your strategies. They come to naught in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen.